What's up, y'all? Kevin Kuhn here from Athlete Factors, and this is the Athlete Factors podcast. So I am late to the uh, podcast this week. My apologies, um, but I'm still getting it done. It's just a couple days late. So we are jumping back into hormonal nutrition, which you can purchase if you choose on Amazon. You can search for my name, Kevin R. Kuhn, or... Uh, you can search for hormonal nutrition, and because my book isn't sponsored, you'll probably have to scroll down a little bit to find it, but here's what it looks like. Anyway, we've covered insulin, and last week we covered adiponectin, and today we are jumping into leptin. So, here we go. Leptin is a hormone that is produced in adipose, which is fat tissue. Its main job is to tell the brain when you are full or satiated. Looking at things from a slightly different perspective, leptin keeps the brain informed of how much fuel is in the tank. In a healthy, functioning person, leptin levels are high during periods of overeating. This increase in leptin production signals the brain to increase the metabolic rate. During a meal or period of plenty, leptin is produced and signals the brain that energy stores are full, so intake should stop and metabolic rate should increase. Conversely, during periods of dieting and calorie restriction, leptin levels decrease. A week of dieting, for example, can reduce leptin levels by as much as 50%. One reason diets are unsuccessful can be linked to this reduction in leptin since the satisfied feeling that leptin is responsible for providing becomes weak during calorie restriction. If you're counting calories to lose weight and you're in a strict calorie deficit, You probably do not feel full or satisfied after you eat, and that can be a problem. The strange thing about leptin is that the concentration in your body is highly correlated to the amount of fat mass you have. So, in a not-so-politically correct explanation, the fatter you are, the more leptin you produce, with a few exceptions. The amount of leptin that the body produces is also directly dependent on the amount of insulin that is infused into the blood. Research has shown that individuals who are obese may have up to four times the amount of leptin than a person who is considered lean, though in these obese individuals, leptin seems to be less successful at executing its function of telling the brain the gas tank is full. A recent study on insulin hyperemia, where the body produces and secretes excess insulin, explained previously in this book using the boy who cried wolf analogy, shows that this excess of insulin prevents leptin from acting out its regular role. This phenomenon has been described as leptin resistance, which is similar to insulin resistance. The main issue with leptin resistance is highly connected to insulin resistance, since leptin production is directly related to insulin production and secretion. When an individual has some degree of insulin resistance, they will most likely also have some degree of leptin resistance. Therefore, fixing leptin resistance may parallel fixing insulin resistance. The previous section on insulin gives examples of ways to improve insulin sensitivity, and these should also play a role in correcting leptin resistance. Some specific ways to improve body composition, lose fat, and increase leptin sensitivity may deal with fructose and its effects on other hormones. Since fructose, by itself, does not cause an insulin response, and therefore no leptin response, it may be quote-unquote responsible for increased risk of overeating because the quote-unquote full signal is slowed 
or not sent to the brain. Ingesting fructose may be preventing you from correcting both insulin and leptin sensitivity levels. Due to this, it may be beneficial to steer clear from foods that are high in fructose, like soda and junk food. Once again, the issue is more closely related to total calories, as well as how much sugar and refined carbohydrates in total are ingested, as opposed to how much fructose is ingested. There has been some debate, especially within the past couple years, as to whether fruit should be avoided since fructose is the primary type of sugar found in fruit. The amount of fructose found in fruit typically pales in comparison to the amount of high fructose corn syrup you would find in soda or candy. The specific vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, and phytonutrients found in fruit should not be avoided just because of a little fructose. I do not think fruit should be avoided, but if you're anxious about the amount of fructose that some types of fruit contain, then eat the fruit either right before or right after you work out, and that sugar will be used as fuel. Or go to replacing uh, energy stores, fuels. An essential, sorry, an essential aspect of male metabolism that leptin is involved in is the endocrine pathway of testicular steroidogenesis. High levels of leptin have been shown to block the normal production of testosterone in men. As previously mentioned, overweight individuals typically have a fourfold greater production of leptin due to insulin or leptin resistance. The prevention of normal testosterone and androgen production not only limit the growth and repair of damaged tissue, but also limit the amount of stored fat that can be used as fuel. For this reason, resistance training should be a part of a healthy lifestyle due to its positive effects it has on anabolic hormone production. Since leptin was first discovered in 1994, research on whether specific foods or ingredients affecting leptin functioning has been limited. Though this research is growing, one particular ingredient, IGOB-131, from the seed of a West African plant, Irvingia gabinesis, also called African mango, has been found to improve the function of both leptin and adiponectin in overweight humans. This ingredient was also responsible for other beneficial changes in metabolism, such as reductions in body fat and decreases in plasma total cholesterol, LDL cholesterol, blood glucose, and C-reactive protein, which is a marker of inflammation. IGOB-131 extract is now commercially available in pill or drop forms. Another supplement providing beneficial potential benefits to metabolic syndrome and leptin resistance is acetyl-L-carnitine, or Alcar. Although there have been numerous animal studies on Alcar supplementation, there have been a few human studies that show there have only been a few human studies that show any legitimate benefit. It seems as though Alcar supplementation may improve leptin sensitivity, but only when there is a significant deficiency in normal carnitine levels. There are other ways to improve leptin sensitivity. First, reduce inflammation. If you have some degree of insulin and leptin resistance, then you have some chronic inflammation too. The best ways to decrease inflammation are to increase the amount of omega-3s in your diet, reduce the amount of carbohydrate in your diet, especially simple carbs, and increase fruit and vegetable intake. Another critical factor that is often overlooked is the amount of sleep an individual gets. Research is clear that both acute and chronic sleep deprivation affects leptin production and sensitivity. Getting seven to eight hours of sleep every night is a must to keep inflammation and inflammatory processes under control. Recent research has shown that increasing the amount of calcium in the diet may correct leptin resistance, though the exact mechanism of why this occurs is still unknown. Supplementing with taurine has also been shown to be beneficial at improving leptin resistance, as well as other symptoms of metabolic syndrome. 
for individuals with above average levels of leptin production or leptin resistance, research has shown that high intensity and long duration resistance training may have the effect of reducing the total leptin production and thus aiding in weight loss and correcting leptin resistance. The caveat to this type of high volume training some studies report the need for 50 total sets per workout, is that the reduction in leptin levels is delayed. So this type of training has to be consistent for the effects to be significant. So bottom line, to improve leptin and perhaps insulin sensitivity, remove or at least limit the amount of sugar and processed carbohydrates in your diet. You can supplement with IgoB131 extract. You can supplement with high quality omega-3s. You can supplement with calcium. You can supplement with taurine. Definitely get plenty of sleep every night, seven to nine hours, and resistance train consistently and vigorously. And that is the chapter on leptin. The next chapter is on ghrelin, which uh, is another exciting one. So that is it for today. Thank you all for watching and or listening. And... Uh, you can expect a guest on this coming week as uh, a high school cross-country and track coach, uh, Tom Rapp, that I met oh back in 2007, maybe, somewhere in there, 2009, kind of that range, and uh, has just a wealth of knowledge when it comes to how to run faster, how to improve aerobic capacity, and uh, yeah, I'm excited to have them on. So, alrighty, y'all, thanks for watching and listening. Stay tuned for next week's episode. Adios.